It's the Hedonistic Way podcast. It's a way of life. It tastes like freedom. It's the most divine microcosm. Mind blowing. It's a revolution. Heart wide open. Liberated love. It's liberated love. Conscious conversation. Conscious conversations. The exhilarated expansion of self. Sacred sexuality. Call it whatever you like. All I know. Is it, is it feels, feels amazing. amazing? It's the most decadent way. It's the most decadent way to live life. Intimate and intuitive conversations with epic humans who are disrupting the status quo and living a life with stereo untypical success. Hello and welcome to the Hedonistic Way at Midday Show. I am Renee Main and I have this spark of light and bundle of joy with me. She is the girl next door with a touch of mystery. She is the dance and she sees beyond the mechanics of the moves and the steps that take us from A to B. She sinks into the pure essence of your soul and she is bringing to life the gifts inside of you and how you're here to serve the world. She shows you the gateway to the visionary vortex so you can birth your creative soul into being of service. She is fun and playful. She's deep and honoring. And I welcome Lauren to the show. Ah, oh, that scent tingles all through my body. That was so <laughs> to receive. Thank you for those beautiful words that just, yeah, captured my essence so beautifully. So I love that. Thank you for seeing me and for sharing. That's, it's really my pleasure. And that's something that really came through for me when I was writing that last week was your ability to see. Mm. So let me ask you about that is, and correct me if I'm wrong, because <laughs> I, I know, but I don't actually know, like, but I feel like you are a seer, you do have sacred, I mean, we all have sacred sight, but, you know, I feel like that's a real gift for you. So tell us about your ability to see. Yeah, when you say like your ability to see what I feel and that is like I've always just had this ability to feel the people in front of me and feel their highest potential and what's possible for them. And it's really amazing because I've been playing or really like coming into this deeper concept of unconditional love uh, at the moment. I've just written a book in the last couple of weeks that has been around the frequency of unconditional love. And I'm starting to realize that my ability to see others is my ability to hold them in that frequency. And, you know, when you're actually just able to see someone, just them being in that presence of someone actually seeing how great they are elevates them to that potential, which can often be really confronting and uncomfortable for people. So yeah, I really just can get in these conversations with people very quickly around like, what is, what, like, who are you? What are you doing in the world? What are your gifts? What's unique about you? Yeah. And then I can really take that and kind of 
receive all of these ideas for the person. It's almost like I can feel their energy and because I've cultivated this openness in myself and in my own body through uh, connecting to life force creation, it's almost like I'm able to just receive what that is for the other person and then speak it back to them with this power of communication. So, yeah, absolutely. I love it. (laughs) Why is unconditional love required in our soul creations Mm. yeah I feel that when we are stepping into our highest potential and our highest expression especially in the time we're in now we are bridging the old and the new so we're going to come up against all of our old patterns our old conditioning the things that even prevent us from being in unconditional love you know even when I was writing this in my book and speaking it a lot I I still am like oh people take that that phrase Mm -hmm. as such a big thing they're like oh does that mean like I've got to you know just love someone and sacrifice myself it often comes up or does that mean something bigger than that and so holding unconditional love when you're bringing the creations through in the world is like unconditional love for self the ability to always come back to your deepest truth and knowing that whatever is arising, whatever is occurring as like human or dark or messy that that is, you can still come back to the frequency of unconditional love, which is your highest light, your highest expression. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, it's something that I see, see a lot is, um, you know, you were talking about the, you know, the, the soul creations and, you know, whatever is coming up is, is fueling that force for whatever reason and surrendering to the mystery of that. So I want to ask you about, like, especially with creation, it comes from, it's, you know, it can be very forced. You know, our mind can, it, you know, we want to think logically about about creation so let me ask you what is the difference between creation and soul creation Mm. creation versus soul creation it's interesting to reflect on because I feel like this is something that I've kind of been reflecting on the last couple of days as well as like almost I'm feeling what you're saying in there is like uh relevant to this concept of like intentionally choosing and manifesting something versus like allowing the natural unfolding. Yeah. Right. So it's like soul creation is having this inner knowing of the path and the direction and purpose and where we're going and how we just have this inner knowing of what it is we're here to bring through, what, what we're working towards. We've got, it, it usually like when I'm working with clients or even reflecting on my own journey, it's always coming back to like childhood dreams. How mm-hmm. did you always see the world and what you wanted to do and how you wanted to serve and how you wanted to show up? That's like soul creation is fulfilling that destiny as yeah. such, fulfilling yeah. that, that chosen direction. If we're relating that back to nature, it's like when a tree is just just starting to grow its roots, it knows that it's one day going to come this this big tree and it's going to grow this kind of fruit yeah. and, you know that that has the direction yes yeah but then the creation part is like you said the mystery how is that going to unfold 
what's going to come up? What are the seasons going to bring to me? How do I respond to that? Mm. What story am I choosing around where creation is leading me? Yeah. I really love that. And I'm like, like I'm, a couple of things came up for me and, you know, I love your reference to the tree and relating it back to your childhood. Like, you know, the tree knows it's always going to grow into this, this tree. Right. And I say to my girls all the time, like you can't plant a carrot seed and expect a potato to grow. Mm. Like it's just doesn't happen. And I feel like we do this a lot. You know, we have this thing that's innate in us, this seed that we planted. But I feel like so often is we forget which plant we seeded. So we have to spend so much time actually trying to remember the seed that we actually planted, (laughs) you know, in terms of our soul creations and what we're here to do in the world. So if someone's watching going, you know what, like, It's okay, you know, because business in the past was always about like it's this gap in the market and let me just fill this gap and that will be a solid business model or, you know, whatever it is. Um, But tell me about this seed. Like tell me about this remembrance. How can people go, you know what, I know I'm here to do this thing. I don't know what this thing is. Mm, Yeah, I feel that comes into this this knowing, like we're all coming back to these different systems right now, you know, like astrology and human design and gene keys to, to get to know what our seed is yeah. at a level and how we show up in this ecosystem that we're all creating together. And when I apply this to, you know, soul business, soul creation in the world, I'm thinking about organisation and collaboration. So really yeah. this more like feminine led way yeah of doing business and I say this to my community in the visionary vortex as well like really know yourself and your strengths and how you show up and then be open to collaboration because you can have this this soul mission that you want to fulfill but we've kind of like as you would know like been conditioned to feel that we all have to be the leader we all have to step into our power we all have to be in the CEO director kind of place and some of us are But then others have so many different roles within that and each are just as valuable yeah, and just as much in leadership as, you know, the the leader. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, very much moving out of that, coming to know Mm. your role and and being open to fitting into ecosystems. And I feel that's why we're really seeing, like, the upsurging of finding your community, finding your tribe and, and expressing who you are and what you need. Yeah, I really, I deeply, deeply resonate with this because it's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And um, when I was when I was feeling into you, and I was on your website last week, and I seen that, and I was like, ah, oh, yes, like you were really speaking my language in terms of, you know, the co-creation and collaboration, because, you know, it's. 13 years ago, right, like I started online, probably a bit longer now, Um, and it was all about like you have to build your influence, become the guru in your field, become the go-to person and, you know, all this. And we're still seeing Mm -hmm. the residue of that now, Um, you know, and although it's beginning to feel very, um, yeah, not anchored, it feels quite shallow, you know, there's no depth to it. 
there's no substance. Um, but I really, I like the idea of dismantling this perception around, around this and moving in towards more of a co-creation and collaborative um, community. So I want to ask you about that because in that influencer, you know, I feel like a lot of people feel like they have to be the guru in all industries, you know, or like they have to know everything or if they get asked a question, it's like, oh, yeah, well, I can do that. Mm. So I'll just expand my business model to do this. And, and this is my path as well. And so before I knew it, I'm like I had like 500 different business models. None of them felt like I felt like I wasn't doing any of them really well. Mm. So then that's when depth become really important to me. So I, I'm really drawn to this collaborative feel because it's dropping the need, especially for women, I feel, to be all things to all people. So I want to ask you, how do people know and get comfortable with that thing that they're really good at? And tell me about this, this idea that you have around this collaboration um, community. Mm. Yeah, the the phrase that I really feel in that, that I've been like, yeah, really sinking into myself is this idea of like embodied wisdom. Mm. You know, what is that wisdom that you are so deeply anchored in? Like what is that piece when you're around people that you meet outside of business that you're constantly delivering? Like what is that one thing that you're always perhaps like constantly journeying again in your life? Mm. that you're being shown again that you keep learning and that you keep expanding in it's like really speak from that place because I've certainly been on this journey with with my business as well like going of the lens of speaking from authority and and being in that place to then coming back to okay I'm just going to speak from what's truly alive for me and what I'm really journeying and what's coming from that deep part of my body yeah that's really the piece and and I say this to other women like what makes you feel most alive yeah and okay like even I had uh, a friend reach out to me and say you know I'm just not she does healing work and she just said I'm just not resonating with doing like one-to-one work anymore it's draining my energy it's not feeling good and I actually feel that that's really the measure it's like we can be really good at something it's like we have our zone of excellence and our zone of genius and I, I can feel that too like there's so many things that I could be continuing doing that I'm really good at yeah but does it like fully enliven my body? Does it fully like turn me on and wake me up? Yeah. And it's okay for like things to shift and change and for us to go, oh, actually what's lighting me up at the moment is being here. Like even for me at the moment, it's like, oh, what's lighting me up at the, mo- the most is being more in like the, the, you know, creative directive of my business rather than being deeply in the mentor and client work, even though I still mm-hmm. love that. It's like there's a shift of where my aliveness yeah. is drawing me. And so I feel that that's really the piece is follow and really trust that aliveness. And also like, mm. I, like 2020 things are shifting really, really fast, especially for all of us that are in spiritual soul-led business things are changing and we're aligning to where it is that we're best to show up in in the ecosystem right now yeah so notice that notice where the things are falling away and where you're noticing more of an expansion coming through and and lean in and and trust in that Mm. Mm. yeah and how we bring that into collaboration yeah 
there's this piece uh, around finding finding your community and finding your people mm. and also being really clear on what it is you need, like coming back to that, that mm. feminine piece of like declaring our needs and declaring our desires. It's yeah. like, okay, I really feel like I need a uh, support team member right now that is really good at this, this and that. How can you just start even embodying that and feeling that person and calling that in and being really specific about what they feel like, like what kind of skill set do they have? And like sometimes often for me, it's um it's women that have like things that are in were in my zone of excellence or in my zone of excellence that is like where their genius is at right now, like where their aliveness is at right now. And it's yeah, yeah similar with with clients. You're attracting in people that are where you were maybe a couple of steps ago. And I feel that that's the same with like our, our organizational ecosystem too. Yeah. Uh, I've seen a lot like in, in my business as well and in other, other women's organizations that they're building out in this structure mm-hmm. is also looking at this concept of like uh, doing mentoring for, t- for someone coming into your business with where you're at a few steps ago. Yeah. And it's like helping each other rise up through the ecosystems and moving through these different layers yeah. that we're all like teaching and supporting each other. It's like when you imagine like a child raised in community, it's like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's really powerful the way that I see that happen. And in my, in my team, I'm always asking them like, where is your heart at? Where are you feeling most alive? Where are things shifting? And, and often these shifts happen yeah. without even a meeting needing to happen it's like I'm t- I'm feeling all of this and feeling connected to them and then I'll get a message from them saying I'm not actually enjoying doing this particular work and I'm feeling more to step into here and I'm like oh that's funny you say that because I've been feeling you more in this part of the business so let's shift and create that and and we get to we get to be fluid and, and move in motion with one another in that way mm-hmm. you spoke about structure like how how does this work at on a level where it's where it's an equal exchange you know or you know it works you know for everybody you know and feeling each other and having that open communication you know um we've done like you know joint ventures was a huge way in the past you know a few years ago to build our businesses and I often find like partnerships when you're in like a traditional partnership in business as well, is there's always usually one party that overextends mm. and overreaches. So I want to ask you about that. How have, how have you, how do you manage that? What's been your experience and journey with that? Mm, yeah, I definitely, definitely feel that piece. And even, even for me, like as someone who, has been like an overgiver, you know, yeah. has to just like overgive yeah. in the Me past. Too, yeah. like definitely I've been able to really feel and tune into now. And I, I feel that's, that's really the piece is coming back to the body and feeling that yeah. internal alignment because when we're giving in an exchange, it's like it should always just feel easeful and, mm. and, and natural to give from that place. There shouldn't really be this energetic deficit or feeling of resentment or tension that's there yeah Yeah. so yeah it's it's always checking in with that and and yeah what I've been coming back to recently is this like 
you know, we, we don't want to lose this art of giving. Like it's mm. so cool to be able to give and we have overflow. Yeah. But having that moment of checking in, do I have the capacity to give this based on mm. the resources I have available that I'm creating yeah. for myself in this moment? In any kind of structural piece, it's always looking at like how to how does the feminine energy within that feel safe and yeah. supported. Mm. You know, if, if I'm making this investment in having this team member on board, do I know that you know I have the foundations to be able to provide that for them? And then what do I need to create in order for them to see the value of what of what this is? And for them to feel comfortable with that. So it's really, I find creating structures and, you know, all these little things and these conversations, it is such a delicate process. Yeah. And as a leader, like for anyone who's in a leader in, in their business, which I guess we all are to some capacity, it is mm. being able to approach business the way we do conscious relationships. Yeah. Dropping in, like you having the logic and having like the what's needed and what needs to be done and then dropping back into the heart and meeting there. You know, what do you truly feel about this? Is there any resistance? Do you have any boundaries to like with fulfilling this work? Do you feel comfortable bringing any of this to me if it arises? And do you feel safe to speak this to me if things shift and change? Yeah. It's knowing that the people that you work with and the people you collaborate with have that safety that they mm -hmm. can meet you in the heart space. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, it's such a beautiful way. It's that, you know, just open and honest communication and I really love that piece that you said there do I have the capacity to give this right now like mm -hmm. I feel like we're so quick to say yes and so that going back to okay do I actually have the capacity to say yes like is this the right thing so I really love the permission that 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 offers yeah and when you're in the visionary space as well like if you are someone who is more of that creative leader that's directing things I know for me I can get in the flow and all these ideas come in and I'll say this this and this and I'll say and then I can do this and create this for you and do this and that and I now know that I have to have discernment when that flow is coming in. it's like okay I can say all these things but then it's like you know my inner masculine needs to draw the line and say and now I'm going to take a step back and reflect on all these ideas and see what is actually deliverable. It's like that, that for me is like the, the approach going, all right, I, I see you. I just wait for you to be safe in this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and that's how then do you, because I really, and I think a lot of, visionaries will feel that and know that they go into the field and there's a whole bunch of I see this and I see this and there's a potential in everything so what can they do then to go okay like to use that discernment to go okay what is like what is truer than true for me in this exchange like and that's or seeing that thing in the vortex. So how can people navigate the vortex and bring in what is truly needed for them right now? Mm. Yeah, I feel like one thing that I find, like I noticed the that I do as a, as a visionary that often, yeah, like you said, others can get a bit stuck up here is that um, 
I really like to ground things straight away. Like I like to do some kind of action mm-hmm. that lands that. So it's like, okay, I'm, it's like I'm not just having this idea. Yeah. So that's what I would say is like have that idea and don't just let it go. Like what is, what can you come into your body then, you know, take all of the inspiration, all of the, all of the creativity, bring it in to the body. Okay. What do I have available now resource wise for me to actually execute this? Yeah. Uh, who, who can I have the conversation with about, what needs to happen for this? If it's financially, do I need to like look at my um, reports and see when is a good window for me to execute this? And if I need to create a certain amount for me to bring this through, uh, mm-hmm. do I need to speak to one of my support team about whether they have the time capacity to do this? And even just like having, like I have like big, um, you know, art size canvas paper and I'll just like write down all of these visions there and when I feel that they're going to happen. So it's starting to actually ask your intuitive senses like when and what Mm. do I need and calling in the resources and knowing that if an idea is really landing for us even if it doesn't feel like we have the resources available if we just get clarity around what the resources are then you know we we open ourselves up to to receive them to so just actually doing something to get it in the physical I know for one of my clients that's really um ethereal in the way that she visions I'm like just get a vision board and just like start putting pieces on there for this particular thing just so something is bringing that into the physical now yeah absolutely and I think that's and I love how you say then to like okay you have that bring it back into the body like and then you know as you said before like what is it alive and how alive is it you know Mm -hmm. and feeling that so I really love that and um, I feel like that's a like that's a sticking point for a lot of soul-led entrepreneurs so to speak um is you know is yeah it the vision can sometimes become too great and Mm. um and that that results in a lot of inaction you know the flip side of that is if people are leaning more on the personal development space or the self-help kind of space it becomes like a it can become reactive you know so that action that you speak of it's like I just want to take action and I just need to do this thing but it doesn't come from that that aligned that that vision so what would you say to those people who are becoming very reactive in their creations in their business yeah I was actually just feeling that when I when I finished sharing that is like we can have this tendency, like when something happens, yeah, like I need to do it now. It yeah. must happen now. And, and yeah, it's, it's, it's again, like checking in with your nervous system. It's like, where is this desire coming from? Mm. And actually then connecting back to the essence of that creation. Cause everything, you know, every creative idea has its own frequency that wants to move through us. Yeah. So having that relationship with that and really trusting it, and, and I always like, yeah, bring things back to for women and, and birth and creative business to childbirth. It's like, you know, you can have a due date for this baby in mind, but the baby will know how long it needs to really grow. And it's like, how much can you just be in devotion and trust to the creation? Like do something to set the intention and keep listening to it. Keep mm-hmm. listening and trusting that 
yeah, when when it's the, when the action wants to come through, it comes from this place of inspiration. And sometimes that might be immediately like if you're like, oh, the resources are here and I have this and I have that. Yeah. And it feels like this, it's it's a, like if I can describe the feelings, it's like this ex- feeling of expanding and breathing into that. Yeah. And it's connecting your whole body versus like going into the more like the flighty kind mm. of response of, oh, I know, you know, that nervousness and feeling that conditioning that's there and this you know it it does take a lot of of cultivation and I find yeah when when I'm coming back to what creation wants it's if I and I'm feeling I'm getting into that state then it's it's as simple as having a practice of going back out into nature and having that intention of I'm going to go for a walk I'm going to sit on the beach right now and I'm going to tune into what this creative energy actually wants have a journal and just ask ask it yeah absolutely let it move move through creative expression yes absolutely because you know it can be really it can be frustrating right it can you know when you're birthing something it can be frustrating because you do have those expectations and you know so when you're feeling like you don't have the trust and you know and so let's just so you just spoke of um the creative expression and using that letting mm. that guide you tell us what that looks like why is what is creative yeah. expression to you and how do we use that in this capacity yeah and this is such a big piece that i feel is really needing to come through right now for all uh yeah soul-led entrepreneurs is coming back to this concept of using art to bring through our creations and show our process yeah more than just like a, you know, vulnerable post of what I'm going through. Let's take the energy of this journey and put it into an artistic expression that resonates with us because all of us are creative beings and we're really, if we're speaking about like layers of conditioning in the world that have disconnected us from birthing these gifts into the world, telling us that we aren't creative beings in the form of like the creative art that we know. All of us, when we, again, coming back to the child, had some form of creativity that we loved, even yeah. if that was just like in front of people and speaking or dancing or writing or drawing, like all of these things we can come back to and actually bring that into our business. And it shows our humanity. It shows our process. It shows our story. It shows our commitment to showing up for our, our vision and our mission. And people get to feel it beyond beyond the words we're putting so much energy into something we create and we've got like even if we're looking at like you know digital space right now even like using forms like canva and various like apps that allow us to to create yeah we can bring through something beautiful regardless of what we're going through like if for example if it is that idea that comes through and it's so amazing and it's just like everything in the body is like i can't do this right now can you create something from that feeling Mm. and you do like a spoken word or write a poem or something that like expresses exactly where that's at and in that process it may not even be something that you share with others but in that process of just utilizing art because art is like expression that doesn't always have to have logic behind it yeah and when we're actually just allowing that to move then often it unlocks something 
yeah it releases where whatever because I've actually given it the time and space and love that the energy of creativity really brings so I actually feel creative expression is such an untapped tool for for mm-hmm. solid entrepreneurs I think at the moment it's seen as like something external to work like a therapy or relaxation but it's like well no bring that into your your work process because ultimately business is creativity so we should feel that real juiciness and aliveness when we're yeah everything through absolutely and that's you know I've you know I've been saying for a while now I really think that this this is the future of business and and you know is is growth and transcendence and the the transmutation that happens in that creative expression is absolutely like it's divine mm-hmm. and a couple of things come up for me when you said that. Um, and the first one was was about like linking it back to childhood, you know, and that's I was always, I was a performer for many years and that's, you know, and so for me like dancing and acting was I used to always say it doesn't, it doesn't matter how I'm feeling, if I'm really pissed off, I put it into dance. If I'm feeling really happy, it goes in and what comes out at the other side is just a feeling of wholeness and acceptance. Mm. Um, And that's what I think is missing, you know, is that so often in spirituality and, you know, being that, you know, soul-led, as as you say, is with the desire to get to the other side. And so what I love about what you're saying is, yeah, is the art allows you to honour what's there. Yeah, and what I felt in you sharing that is the transformational energy. We want to help people transform, right? We want to take them from where they're at in this human experience and bring them to what is possible. So actually take them through you embodying that. Yeah. You know, start a, a, you know, embodied dance video of you actually feeling the sadness and then coming back to your expansiveness and your creativity and your connection. Yeah. And people witness that yeah. energetically on an energetic level, whatever is in their body that reflects that goes through that transformation with you. Yeah. How powerful is that? And if that can like really get people out of like all, all of these amazing leaders get out of being stuck, then that's it. Oh, when I'm stuck, I have the pro- the the opportunity right now yeah. to let myself create a transmission of transformation for others. Yeah, and just like how, like it's you know the just the honoring and the permission, but the realness mm-hmm. of that. Like we actually don't need to be or do or say or anything or put you know, any edited version of ourselves, we can just honour what's there. Like it's just, you know, and that's, I was, someone was saying a while ago, um, I heard, you know, talking about embodiment and, you know, embodiment is more than just movement. Um, you know, it's it's consciousness. And I'm like, well, everything's consciousness. <laughs> everything's mm. consciousness. And so, you know, when you were speaking just then, it's just that level of what do I want to say? Um, 
the that's when the relationship towards pleasure changes Mm. you know is is in that so I want to ask you about your relationship what what what's your dance with with pleasure and how do you use pleasure and hedonism to fuel this visionary vortex Mm. yeah I love this um because it's even something yeah again of course that I've come back to this weekend is like Pleasure is just expansiveness in our body, right? It's what, what, what connects us to feeling truly alive and in connection with like this, mm, life is just beautiful and there's so much written, richness and love and, and connection around me and I feel that through my body. And, yeah, being in that expansive state when we're in pleasure that's when we're open and receptive to the ideas, the information, the clarity, all of that. And that can look really different for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. For me, like having, yeah, a regular practice of of allowing this expansiveness in my body to come through, like a self-pleasure practice has been profound in bringing me back to, oh, there's the the piece that I was missing. And I feel like, you know, when you're talking about hedonistic pleasure, it's like, yeah, we, we, we can kind of guilt ourselves for that kind of pleasure a lot. I know even for me, it's like, yeah, like, you know, in the past I loved like partying and going out and festivals, like that was just like, it gave me so much life. And then going on more of a conscious path, it was like, okay, now I need to do this and focus on these practices and find it in other ways. And especially again, over this new moon weekend, the Libra new moon, it's really coming back to this balance Mm. of that's still a part of me, the Mm. the part of me that finds so much pleasure and joy and expansiveness from the human experience. Like I actually went out camping on Saturday evening because I was like I need to just get out in nature and have some time alone and then a friend just pulled me up and invited me to a gig that was back near where I live and she's like do you want to come with me and I was like actually that's a really full yes in my body went out and danced and had fun and connected and watched music and it brought me back to that part of me and then that evening I was up late journaling all of those intentions that I had for this camping trip like everything just flooded through because it was like I thought I had this this idea of where my pleasure needed to be found and yeah. really it was coming back to my my human experience and and what that like the simplicity of pleasure really yeah but then brought through the intention so yeah in that place like actually giving yourself permission to embrace those things in life you truly enjoy without the conditioning without this is right or wrong like if if that feels good in your body if that lights up your heart if that turns you on like embrace that in a way that is like healthy for you and again it's checking in is this fully honoring for me to step into this this form of pleasure that I really enjoy and go for it because then magic happens always yeah absolutely and I want to ask you, like, and I love how you just say then, you know, is this honouring for me right now? Like, and being open 
to what pleasure looks like. Mm. Like, you know, I was saying to a client last week, um, you know, we were talking about something and she's like, oh, you know, but she's like, oh, that's so not sexy or that's so not sexual or something like that. And I was like, you know what, like for me, sexual energy is like it can be in brushing your teeth. It can be like it's alive in everything. You know, if I say I'm aroused, it doesn't mean to say like I'm actually like I'm really horny. You know, it could, maybe it, <laughs> or it does. Doesn't, like it just doesn't mean you want to have sex with that person. Yes, yeah, exactly. Or it could just be like I feel really aroused like by life right now. Like, and that's just changing our perception around what that looks like. And that's really yeah. Um why do you think? Because you touched on it, and that's something that I find a lot is a lot of people view pleasure and hedonism as overindulgent or self-indulgent mm-hmm. or this unhealthy thing that um you know that we should that we shouldn't seek um tell me your view on that mm. yeah I think it's just knowing where you like knowing where your boundaries are at you know what is that point that pushes me like, whereas it's like the, you know, the fine line between pleasure and pain. It's like, what is the point that I could push that where it's actually going to cause me harm and detriment and actually really knowing that in yourself yeah. where that line is and not going there. Yeah. Still not, not completely. And it's, it's, again, it's like we're having a lot of this in the world of people going into one extreme and the other to come back into balance. And I think that's exactly it. You know, it's like someone could go into veganism and then all of a sudden they're doing the carnivore diet and then they come back into like, oh, what is it my, my body truly needs? Yeah. Or someone's like fully monogamy and fully in polyamory and then it's like, oh, okay, where do I meet in the middle with all of these things? Yeah. Similar concept with like the pleasures that you enjoy. Like when does this pleasure go on the borderline of like addiction and, um, and self-sabotage? Yeah where that like point of bliss is and really know that and know that you have the strength in yourself to like be intentional with the way that you indulge in 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 these particular things yes absolutely and that's the key word there for me is like be intentional like Mm -hmm. be intentional because it's it's really for me it's really just everything you know like why we're doing it like what causes this you know because you know you could be doing the you know the the healthiest of whatever and it can actually you know cause you more harm um yeah um I really like what you say around there and and for me like I can just I'm like honoring that like for me that's the aliveness that's I can feel the aliveness in me you know start to start to come alive so I want to ask you what makes you come alive right now oh just really the the beautiful love and connection I have in my life like people because I think when you were saying that as well like what I was feeling too is like in that it's coming back to like this deep love for self as well Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what's making me come alive at the moment is just like seeing that mirror in others, this, this like, oh, we can just like be and live in love and do the things we enjoy and not judge each other. And 
Yeah, it's just like the people around me inspire me so much. And I feel that's why I really love to, you know, create connections through through business as well as like, yeah, when we're able to just fully be ourselves and fully love ourselves in all of who we are and then have these like reflections of people that are always there for us to shine that back. That's where so much inspiration comes from for me. Like my life is what inspires me deeply. It's like I'm always speaking from where I'm, I'm being guided and I think that's how we get to show up in like the most authority and the most integrity in our leadership because if we're fully speaking from like what's inspiring us and what's alive, then we can never feel like disconnected from our truth because it, it's right. simply, yeah, it's speaking from the now, it's speaking from our own journey. Yeah. Absolutely. You touched on something um, just now and you mentioned it early be- earlier before about witnessing. What, what is the magic in witnessing and how can we use that to melt into who we really are and that pure soul essence? Why is witnessing so important? As in like witnessing the other? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it just changes the energy of how someone feels about themselves in that expression. Mm-hmm. It's like if there's something we're ashamed of or that we've never spoken about, it's like this, it's the idea of holding space, just speaking to someone about that. Yeah. It's like it, it dissolves because they're, they're, it's, it's what the person is holding when they're witnessing that. So for me, yeah regardless of what someone is is expressing to me I'm holding them in unconditional love like I'm seeing mm. them in so much love and I'm seeing them in their highest self yeah so it's almost like on a on like a visual level it's like they're, they're they're letting all of this gunk and stuff come out into the space and maybe before someone else has rejected that so it's just more gunk and then the gunk just gets pushed back down further into their being yeah. And the gunk's coming up towards someone who's holding this like light, this energy of like their light. Mm. It's like it just comes towards that and it's just whoosh, dissolves in, in the space between you. Yeah. And I do this, I often witness clients in their self-pleasure practice as well or in their like mm-hmm. somatic releasing process. Yeah. And at the end, like I had a male client last week and I said like, at the end of his practice, he was just releasing all this rage and this sadness. Mm. When he came back, I just said, that would like open your eyes and just look at me in the eyes and just allow yourself to receive being seen yeah. by a woman in unconditional love right now because he had a lot of things in the past around the feminine. And I yeah. was like, just let this, it changes the story in that moment. Yeah. Completely being seen in where you feel you're unlovable by someone yes. who unconditionally loves you in that. is so profoundly healing yeah and then you get to see that in yourself then you get to like then they get to go back in their practices and love themselves in it because it's really created that point of breaking the story yeah absolutely and that's it's so beautiful you know to to witness that and um i love you know that unconditional peace that that you speak to and what came up for me is like you know, earlier we were talking about creative expression and, you know, honouring what's alive in us and allowing ourselves to just be that, whatever that is, and sharing that art or that feeling state with someone else to witness. It can really bring up, 
you know, a lot of shame or humiliation or, other, you know, so many things is when we expose ourselves. Um, and so I really love what you mentioned there about, um, about the person holding you in unconditional love. So what would you say about perhaps some boundaries like around making sure that you've got the safe container to be witnessed in unconditional love? So what, like in this exploration, if someone's going, oh, great, yep, I'm just going to share my art and be ultra, super vulnerable and go and share that with the world when maybe that's not actually the, the right thing in accordance to their highest good. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel it comes back to have you fully been on that journey with yourself. Like when you're like, if it's, if it's creativity, when you've created that, have you reached this point of like, I feel alive again from doing that. Yeah. And now I feel, cause everything that you're putting out to the world, it's like, it's the energy you created it with. And then again, for example, if we're sharing online or sharing on our website or our email Mm. or something like that, it's like, okay, then you've taken this art that create, that's this process that you've been through that represents something then you come into a new lens when you're when you're ready to share that is okay what is the lens of my vision that I'm putting on this you know how does this align now to the work that I'm putting out and so I think that's the like it's this discernment layer and discernment is like I think a big piece that we're all collectively really grounding into now is that we get to create something and then we get to like come in and say that moment okay how does this align with my vision right now is this sharing a message that is 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 going in the direction of, of where where I'm expressing right now mm. and checking in on that yeah the intention for this is to show people this experience I've just been through and deliver this message and with that it's putting you know the aligned energy out and that's what we receive back yeah. I feel when it's more of like a personal I just need to be seen and witnessed in this on like someone outside of business for example mm. then it's it's trusting who you feel safe with yeah knowing they can hold that and asking you know especially as women in the past we can have this tendency when we have female friends to just pour things out yeah. and we can't like not everyone is available for to hold us in that and we can expect them to and then experience the reflection of like rejection yeah. Yeah. and then that you know makes us feel more unsafe so it's just saying I'm experiencing something really big in my life at the moment and I really love someone who could just like hold me in that. Like, I don't really need anything. I just want to be able to express it. When would you have time for that? Yeah. Creating the safe container. Mm. Yeah. Oh, are you open for me to share that right now? Yeah, I love that. And that's um, mm, so good. And just like it feels good to go, okay, like I expressed this let me bring it back in. Okay. Like we don't need to just, again, like go out and be reactive and go, okay, well, because, mm. you know, it's like, well, I'm experiencing this so I can share it with my community or I can share it with this. And it's like, no, 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 it, that's not always the case. Yeah. You know, so Journey it with the first always, always understand it in you. Yeah. yeah. Unravel that piece and then bring the, bring the wisdom. Yeah. yeah. 
that's it. It's like, yeah, again, how you're talking about reacting, the, like, creation. It's different. It is. It's totally different and um, kind of more helpful, you know, (laughs) for everybody. Um, You know, what came up for me, you know, a while ago is, or sort of a while ago, is just now is, is, um, is the different knowing the difference between vulnerability and oversharing they're not the same mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. they're not the same and i think that you know we've kind of morphed them together a little bit um but you know they're, they're very different and i think everything that you just spoke to really you know that it's um it, it's that you know mm-hmm. yeah and the one thing that that people can always come back to is where does where is this coming from energetically right now is this like am I using my online space as a way to receive the love that I'm actually needing in this moment or am I giving it to myself first and then sharing the wisdom because I see that I I mean you know being someone who's so so deeply intuitive and and sensitive in the online space I can read someone's comment and feel what energy it's coming from for me immediately yeah. So people might not always be so conscious of that because everyone can feel it, but know that, yeah, you really need to have that check in with yourself. Am I giving myself the love I need first? Yeah, absolutely. I totally, totally agree. And that's, you know, um, and again, that can be frustrating for, you know, <laughs> for someone, you know, like with clients, you know, it's like, no, I don't believe you, you know, like, come, I can feel that energy, you know, and then it's like, rah! no (laughs) but just yeah that allowance beautiful um gosh this has gone so quick like it's flown um I want to I wanted to ask you about sisterhood um Mm. how can people you know I think it's a desire that we're really longing for is to find our soul family and that sisterhood how can we not force it but allow it to come in and allow these these sisters to find us? Like what's been, how do you navigate that? Mm, yeah, I love that you brought this in because it's so interesting because I started my like entrepreneurial journey doing women's circles. That was my first like paid business offering that I did on my own. And I even come back now that I'm doing something like the visionary vortex. It's still Mm. got the essence of women's circles in it, which is women coming together to support each other, to bring their creations through in the world. It's just got a bigger, you know, purpose and structure and intention now. And we're really bringing back this return of feminine wisdom to the planet right now so having that solid like the sisterhood reconnecting especially when we're bringing through like something through something as vulnerable as your your creative gifts Mm. requires that support and that holding and and with you saying where where do we attract that in without coming from a place of force again it's like how much can you show who you truly are Mm. be who you truly are like when I first called in like a, my, my sisterhood and the circles that I did years ago, I went through big shifts internally. I lost like, you know, all my friends that weren't aligned to me started to fall away. I felt quite alone. But in that, I, I was so deeply connected to who I am and what I, what I stood for mm-hmm. that I just kept showing up as that. Oh, am I still there? 
yeah, yeah. Oh, my screen just popped down. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, the more that I kept just showing up as myself and then actually expressing who I wanted to call in again, mm-hmm. like actually saying like I was living over in London at the time and I was like, I think I posted in a community, like a local community group and I was like, this is who I am, this is what I'm working on, this is what I'm doing, this is what I'm desiring. Again, speaking from desires and, um, you know, does anyone else feel the same way? Mm-hmm. Calling it in in that way, it's coming from more of the feminine rather than I'm going to do this and this person's going to come in and you're going to come in and whatever, like attract, let people feel your heart. And then it was like, oh, these, these women just came and, and we were having like park meetups, which then turned into women's circles. And it was like your energy, it's your energy and your openness, your vulnerability and your expression of desire that calls in that community. So for a woman in business that wants to call women in, it's like really being specific about who you are that's different. This is what I really love and I'm really into this kind of stuff and I'm really actually, and, and specifics, again, I'm desiring just like a solid female community where we have a a monthly zoom meeting and do this this and that or someone in my local community where we do this and actually don't be afraid in stepping into your leadership in that way and Mm -hmm. trusting that that the right women will come yeah I love that I love that and that's yes and that's something you know it's just that reminder of like it's that you know what it it will happen and it's okay to speak your desires you know Mm -hmm. like know what you want and be open to you know to when they come in you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and if you feel that desire so deep in your body it's like it's already available it's again awakening our expression to allow ourselves to truly like speak that Mm. yeah yeah absolutely Lauren thank you so much for being on the show today it's been just so nice to hang out with you and I just want to just say like I really honor the work that you're doing and um, the co-creation and collaboration the visionary vortex like it's really beautiful it's extraordinary and it's so needed and I honestly believe with every inch of my soul that this collaborative community that you've started it is the way it's the future of business. Like it's for me, it's the only sustainable way that we can serve. So I'm so glad you've started it and you're doing it. And it's beautiful. It's been beautiful watching the unfurling that, you know, you've experienced this year. So I just want to say, yeah, just thank you for serving in the way that you do. Thank you for your gifts. Thank you for being the seer that you are. And um, thanks for sharing so beautifully today on the show. Mm, Thank you so much, Renee. I'm feeling that, like just deeply receiving all of your words. Thank you for having this space and for letting me share my voice and bringing in all of these amazing, intuitive and powerful women to speak and for doing your work in the world. I really appreciate you. Thank you, beautiful. And I, you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone tuning in and I'll see you next week on the show. Bye, everybody. so much for tuning in to this epic conversation i'm renee main and i am over and out for now however we can continue this conversation on our facebook page 
facebook.com forward slash hedonistic queen or jump onto the website reneemain.com.au and you can explore what your own hedonistic way might look like.